Greetings to the 12 tribes scattered abroad. Thank you for tuning in this Shabbat and Shabbat Shalom to everybody here. I do want to make a special announcement that we do want your prayers and support. We do have brethren in the Bahamas and of course they've been hammered by the hurricane. We know that uh, the directional force of that could have been manipulated. I think it has been. But again, it's still a real thing. So your prayers and support for those that have endured Hurricane Dorian. Again, thank you, our donors, all of you out there and here that do support this ministry. Without you, none of this would be possible. We're coming into the season of joy, the season of Sukkot. So please go to TorahToTheTribes.com connect with us and register for the Feast of Tabernacles. And remember, subscribe to this channel. It really does help us get the word out. And if you like the teaching, give us some thumbs up. If you don't like the teaching, give us some thumbs down and leave us some comments below because it's nice for the community to have some interaction. So let's get started today. I'm excited. A little bit of a topical teaching and it's birthed out of me being hammered last week. Apparently I stepped on the proverbial landmine because I started to talk about the Dead Sea Scrolls and extra biblical books. I think that was the phrase that got me in The extra book phrase been charged with being a Protestant plant and of course a man that believes in the canon. Well, what do you mean the canon? Don't you know that that's been invented by a bunch of men? What are you, a Protestant plant? Well, what is scripture? Are you so ignorant, Matthew? You didn't know that 14 books were removed? What's going on? This is just absolute rot. So I thought, well, hang on a minute. I wasn't talking about the Bible. I was talking about the Dead Sea Scrolls. But seeing as you brought it up, I thought I would do a teaching to address the Bible. What is Scripture? Because this is a treasure to me. It is the word of Yahuwah. It's got 66 books in it. This is my daily carry. It's got 66 books in it. Don't hate me because it's got 66 books. It doesn't have 80. It doesn't have 81. And I'll tell you why my daily carry is a 66. So today's teaching is going to address Liars, lunatics, and demons. Liars, lunatics, and demons. So again, I realize that many people do actually want to know, how do we define what is Scripture? What is God-breathed? What is inspired? Because there's a lot of stuff out there to read. There's nothing wrong with reading history. There's nothing wrong with reading historical books. There's nothing wrong with quoting a common source author, even if that common source author is mentioned within divine inspired writings, doesn't make it divinely inspired. 
Just because the book of Yasha, Jasha, is mentioned within the divine inspired writings of Yahuwah doesn't mean that the book of Yasha is inspired. Just as if I quote a historical document doesn't mean that that is an inspired document. So there's the problem. Sometimes we just run ahead of the horse without taking the time to pause. So, I've got 39 books in the Old Testament in this carry, and I've got 27 in the New Covenant in this carry, a total of 66. Maybe I can get a little bit of audio in the room here, just a little bit, but not too much. And give us some thumbs up if the audio is good online. And give us some thumbs down if it isn't, because this is a new headset, because we're hoping that it's going to be an improvement today. Still maybe a little more in the house, do you think? No, it's good? I'm just deaf. All right. Thankfully, I'm not. Anyway, liars, lunatics, and demons. So I want to talk about the Bible today. That's what I want to talk about. I'm going to be definitely going to have to clarify what even that term means. What does the Bible mean? I'm going to be talking about sacred scripture and how to prove what is sacred scripture and lay bare the liars, the lunatics, and the demons. So here's the question. This is what I'm hoping. I hope I can pull it off. What... What if I could show you the reason that we have 66 books today is actually a holy reason, a divine reason, a reason in line with the will of the Son of Yahweh on how he communicated to us what is scripture, what is Yah-breathed word. Because that's where the power is. History is fun. Reading historical sources is fun. But don't ever think that that's where the divine inspiration is. The Yah-breathed power can only be found in the Yah-breathed word. So what if I could show you that the reason that we have 66 books today is a holy reason, a valuable reason, a reason in line with the divine will of Yahuwah as revealed by Yahusha in the actual New Testament narrative. That's a tough call, but I truly believe that I'm going to be able to fulfill that calling today because I believe it's Yahuwah's will that we would know how to navigate these perilous times. What was the Bible verse you gave me on the way here today? We are to test the spirits because not every spirit is from Yahuwah. There are liars, there are lunatics, and they are sometimes, oftentimes, more often than not, influenced by Demons. You sound like a demon. Because sometimes we have to encounter the stronghold and bind the enemy so that we can overcome the demons that try to stamp out the word of Yahuwah. 
I will, I hope, communicate to you the scripture as endorsed, not by me, as endorsed by the son of Yahuwah, Yahusha himself. Now, it's not going to be popular, and people are going to hate on me, but you know what? I'm used to that, but it will be accurate, and it will be based upon solid chapter and verse and no speculation on my part. So bear with me. I'm going to enjoy this. This may be a really short teaching today, but I may be tempted to make it a really long one. I have not yet decided which way it will go, so we shall see. I've got a couple of options. The reason that 14 books have been removed from the Bible, you see, that's what people say is the conspiracy. Well, Matthew, he's a Protestant plant, was the accusation last week. Does he not realize the conspiracy? That 14 books have been removed from the Bible. They're hiding them from us. This is the conspiracy. No, that's not the conspiracy. They want you to think that's the conspiracy because the synagogue of Satan in bed with the Jesuits peddled a conspiracy for 1,500 years that they finally woke to after the Reformation that the 14 books that they had inserted amongst the text was the conspiracy. They flipped it on you. So now we've got people going around, oh, we should put the 14 books back. Because that's exactly what the Jesuits want you to do. That's exactly what the synagogue of Satan wants you to do. They want you to be confused and not know what is the inspired word of Yahuwah and what is the word of liars, lunatics, influenced by demons. So lay it bare today is what I hope to show you. That the reason the 14 books were removed from the Bible was because finally, after the Reformation, they woke to the League of Jesuits and the Synagogue of Satan. Did they have full revelation after the time of the Reformation? No. Of course they didn't. We know that. There were still Protestant problems and pits of peril, yes. But you can't just pretend that that wasn't a very important time in the history of the saints. There were genuine saints that were inspired and were genuine followers of the resurrected Yahushua that died for their faith to the hundreds of them burnt at the stake by Queen Mary. These were genuine people that were moving in the full revelation in their generation. To just write that off as, oh, they were just part of the church, is, is just outrageous. We cannot despise our Christian beginnings. We cannot despise those beginnings. And thank Yah that he has moved us into the full counsel of his word. But we cannot despise those that went before us that paved the way. And the Reformation was a huge part of our history as believers. I truly, truly believe that. So all that to say this. After the Reformation, they woke 
to a league of demons. A league of demons to which the Jesuits and the synagogue of Satan had peddled for 1,500 years. For 1,500 years, there had been a spurious amount of text infiltrated and masquerading as the word of Yahuwah, and it wasn't so. And I'm going to show you through chapter and verse why that is. So please bear with me. And with all due respect, you out there that are tuning in, I'm so appreciative of your support, but I do get a bunch of trolls as well. And with all due respect, please do not try and convince me that the 14-book removal is the conspiracy. Because it's not. That's exactly what the synagogue of Satan, the Jesuits and the Zionists want you to believe. We now live in a time unprecedented since the first couple of centuries where there is a resurgence of the Jesuit synagogue of Satan. We've got the Zionists, we've got the state of Israel, we've got our political, financial and governmental structure that is all built upon that. So there is a resurgence of what? needing to be able to test the spirits. What is scripture? What is Yah breathed? No more important time to understand. The conspiracy is this. The conspiracy is that they were placed, the 14 books, unchallenged within scripture for 1500 years. That's the conspiracy. And now, we, in this woke generation, are coming to understand that. But there are still many misguided brethren who are trying to flip the script on us and go back into the bondage and convince us that they should be put back in the Bible. Are you kidding me? I don't want another 14 books put in amongst the 66 because it's against the words of Yahusha, and I'll show you why. Liars, lunatics, and demons. So, with that, with that further ado, ado, let's talk about how to test the spirits. Liars, lunatics, and demons, or did they tell the truth? Four things. I'm going to mention some names here. John Hyrcanus, Alexander Janius, Hyrcanus II, and Salomon Alexandra. Who are these individuals? These are the individuals, the founders of the Pharisees which birthed rabbinic Judaism. Were they liars? Were they lunatics? Were they influenced by spirits? Or are they telling the truth? How about the author, the Enochian author? Because the Enochian author had divine communion too. Was the author of the books of Enoch a liar, a lunatic? 
communed with demons or telling the truth? How about our good buddy, Muhammad? He was a mo- another that communed with jinn, genies. Put words to pen and parchment. Was he a liar? Was he a lunatic? Did he commune with genies? Or is he telling us the truth? How about Westcott and Hort? Well, who are Westcott and Hort? You know, the Bible translators that came along? Westcott and Hort? Well, they enjoyed the communion of the saints. It sounds good, doesn't it? Oh, the commu- do you know what the communion of the saints is? That means when you go into cathedrals late at night when nobody's there and you pray because you're going to have communion with all the dead saints. That's what Westcott and Hort did. They liked to hang with ghosts. Were they liars? Were they lunatics? Did they hang with ghosts? Or were they telling the truth? Well, what about Joseph Smith? He received revelation from angels. The angel Morani. So was Joseph Smith a liar? A lunatic? Communed with demons? Or is he telling the truth? Finally, what about Charles Taze Russell, the founder of the Jehovah Witnesses? The first editor of that old rag, the Watchtower. Was he a liar? Was he a lunatic? Did he commune with demons or did he tell us the truth? So test the spirits and I do this with everything spiritual, all things propagated on the streets. The Jehovah Witnesses, the little gentlemen with their white shirts on their bicycles pedaling around, the the morons, the Mormons. I do it with the Mohammedans. I do it all the time. I ask four questions. These people that are peddling their paraphernalia, they are either lying to me, they are either mad as hell, they are either communing with demons, or a combination of those three, or they're telling me the truth. I have got four options. How do we test the spirits? 1 John chapter 2, verse 22 lays bare. As far as ruling on number 4, are they telling me the truth? Is he telling me the truth? Bear in mind that truth, that truth is a person. The person of Yahusha, the Messiah. How do you know if somebody's telling you the truth? The truth is a person, and therefore you ask them questions about the truth, the person of Yahushua the Messiah. And how they answer your questions based upon the personage of Yahushua will tell you if they qualify, number four, as truth-tellers, or if they fall into the category of one, two, or three, or one, two, and three in the case of Muhammad, a liar, a lunatic who cohabited with genies. 
I am the way, the truth, and the life, saith Yahushua. 1 John chapter 2, verse 22. Who is the liar? But he that denieth that Yahushua is the Messiah, that is the anti-Messiah, even he that denieth that the Father and the Son. So, John Hyrcanus, Alexander Janius, and Hyrcanus II, Salomon Alexandria, the founders of the Pharisees, what were they? Do they acknowledge, number four, that Yahushua is the way, the truth, and the life? Do they attest to his personage as the resurrected Messiah who sits at the right hand of the Father? No. So, the synagogue of Satan, the founders of the Pharisees and the Sadducees that then birthed the ugly stepchild, the synagogue of the Satan, are either one, two, or three, or a combination, or all three themselves. They're liars, lunatics, and cohabited with demons. Phariseeism is what? And Yahushua said, your father is of the devil. The ones that came out of Phariseeism, like the Apostle Paul, became what? Those that attested to the truth, the way, the life, and the truth. So therefore we can see that these people that founded Phariseeism, they fail, number four, they communed with strange spirits, their father was the devil. The author, the Enochian author, does the Enochian author attest to number four? No. The author of the books of Enoch, and we don't know who he was, he certainly wasn't Enoch, does not attest to number four. The Enochian author is number one, a liar, and number three, communed with demons. That's the truth. How about Charles Taze and the Jehovah Witnesses? They fail, number four. Charles Taze, the first editor of The Watchtower, a liar, number one, who communed with demons, number three. Now, Muhammad, like I said, he was all three, a liar, mad as hell, and communed with jinn or genies. He was all three. Westcott and Hort, the Bible translators. Well, from their own words, they tell you they like to just go into chapels late at night when no one was there and have the communion of the saints. They like to hang with ghosts and dead people's spirits. Number three, they communed with demons. Should you trust their translation? For sure and for certain you should not. Because they fail, number four, test the spirits. Should you trust Muhammad? For sure and for certain not. Should you trust the Jehovah Witnesses? For sure and for certain not. Should you trust Joseph Smith for sure and for certain not do you see how this one two three four is really easy for us to test the spirits we're going to apply this as we go on further but that's something that I find most important test all things and use the one four through four because second Corinthians chapter 11 verse 14 tells us not to marvel for even Satan fashioneth himself into an angel of light, like Morani, who appeared to Joseph Smith, 
or the jinn, the genies that appeared to Muhammad, or the ghost cooking that happened with Westcott and Hort. But we're to test these things. Now, last week when I spoke about the Dead Sea Scrolls, people seemed to interlace me speaking about the Dead Sea Scrolls and mentioning Jubilees and, or, and Enoch as being this Protestant plant. I'm not a Protestant plant. Well, you are, and you're a champion of the King Jimmy. Well, I do like the King Jimmy, but I don't just buy everything in the translation, but I find it a very nice Queen's English, and I like to read it, and the plain sense is fabulous. I can get my Bible dictionary and start to study more, but I'm not a champion of the King Jimmy. Well, you're an adherent of the false canon. Well, what is canon? What does canon even mean? Because sometimes people are just like, oh, the canon, it's this terrible thing. Canon, that, no, canon comes from the Greek word canon. How about that? And all it means, canon, is a measuring device. It is a device, a staff, or a ruler meant for measuring. It is a standard. So do I believe in the canon of Scripture? Do I believe that we should have a standard on how to measure what qualifies as Yah breathe? In that sense, I do believe in the canon. Do I believe in a bunch of monks? No. Do I believe in a bunch of men's verdicts? But I do believe that through the Scripture, we should have a standardized measurement to define what is Yah breathe and what is not. And what would that standard be? Liars? Lunatics? Demons? Or I am the way, the truth, and the life? The only standard to which we can measure what is canon is by the words of the way, the truth, and the life, Yahushua himself. Which brings me to this teaching. Am I making any sense? Hattie, am I making sense? I'm asking my daughter. Because, you know, daughters always tell you the truth. Even when it's hard, they always tell you the truth. We've got lost books of the Bible, you fool! Didn't you know that? Didn't you know that the canon is corrupted? Yada, yada, yada. I know, I know, I know. That's what it was like last week as I was being trolled on the internet. So behave yourself in the chat out there. They weren't lost firstly, nor were they removed from the manuscript record because they are not in the 66 books of the Bible for a reason to be explained. So these so-called lost books were not in the Bible. They were references to historical secular books, chronicles, if you will. Some were non-Hebrew sources, so therefore not counted as Scripture by the Jews. The real Jews at the time of Yahushua didn't. This is going to make me really unpopular. So I've got to sit down for it. The real Jews at the time of Yahushua, you're going to hate me. But I'm going to tell you the truth anyway. They didn't recognize the Apocrypha as Scripture. Therefore, pay attention, I just said it. 
the real Jews at the time of Yahusha did not recognize the Apocrypha as Scripture. But I'm going to say something even worse, even more troubling. Yahusha did not recognize the Apocrypha as Scripture. As Yah breathed, he told us exactly what books were in the canon according to his rule, his measurement. That's the canon I follow. Now Josephus, he was a historian that lived from 37 of the Common Era to 101 of the Common Era, right at the time corresponding everything that birthed our faith. His testimony is thus, quote, We, the Jews, have 22 divine books. Those are the words of Josephus. 22 books were canonized, were ruled and measured and accepted as Yah-breathed scripture at the time of Yahushua. 22! Oh, hang on a minute. Ah, I've caught you, Matthew, you're thinking out there online because you said 39. Aha, but Josephus said 22. No, because here's the problem. 22, I'm going to do some Obama math for you. 22 equals 39. What? The 22 books that Josephus said the Jews believed was scripture equals our 39 books today. Well, how do you figure that out? Well, and as soon as you ask, let me explain it to you. There are 39 books in my Old Testament if you're carrying a 66 booker, like I am today. Now, Josephus breaks down the 22 books. Five are Torah. Thirteen cover the time from Moses to King Artaxerxes. And four contain hymns and precepts. So that's how Josephus breaks down the 22. Five are Torah. Thirteen cover the time from Moses to King Artaxerxes and four contain hymns and precepts. So here's the count, because this is really important. Here's the count for you. The minor prophets were known as the Twelve. They were counted as one book. So that brings the number from 22 up to 33. You tracking with me? I know you'll tell me if you're not tracking. Josephus recognizes 22, but we've got 39, but 29 equals 32 is what I'm telling you. Let's see. The count is this. The minor prophets were known as the 12, and they were counted as one book. So that brings the number from 22 up to 33. Now, 1st and 2nd Samuel are combined together, and they're just called Samuel. So that brings the number up to 34. Now, 1st and 2nd Kings, they were also combined. So that brings it up to 35. 1st and 2nd Chronicles, 
boom, they were combined. So that brings it up to 36. Ezra and Nehemiah, they were counted as one work. There's your 37. And Ruth, well, Ruth was attached to judges. That brings you to 38. And of course, I love Jeremiah and the lamentations of Jeremiah. Lamentations and Jeremiah, they were combined together. There's your 39. There are 39 books of Scripture that are divine, Yah-breathed in the Tanakh, the Old Testament, according to Josephus, who lived during the period of our master Yahusha. There should be 39 books in what is called today the Old Testament that we can be sure is Scripture according to how the Jews counted Scripture at the time of Yahusha. That's pretty good, but it's not good enough for the one, two, three, four, because who knows? Josephus could have been a liar. He could have been a lunatic. He could have been influenced by demons. I want to know what the way, the truth, and the life says, because that's the Jew that matters to me. All right? So the Jews, the real Jews at the time of Yahusha, had the same books in their Bible as I've got in my Old Testament 66. In my Old Testament 66, as we have in our Old Testament 66 today. The Jews rejected any other writings after the time of King Artaxerxes, which is the time of when? When was the time of King Artaxerxes? It was the time of Malachi. What's the last book that you've got in your order of the scrolls if you're carrying a 66 in your Old Testament? The time of King Artaxerxes, Malachi. So not everything that the Christians did was bad. They had a reason. Because they also woke to the synagogue of Satan and the Jesuits that had had a conspiracy going for 1,500 years. And now you're telling me that I should go back to that conspiracy and put the 14 book. Are you nuts? Well, most probably you've been influenced by the Zionist, Christian Zionism, or the Messianic movement, which is the synagogue of Satan. You see, there's the problem. Deceptions abound. Test the spirits. The Jews rejected any other writings, any other writings after the time of King Artaxerxes, which included which excuse was, excuse me, was the time of Malachi. In fact, this is what the Jewish sages wrote, quote, After the latter prophets departed, Haggai, Zechariah, and Malachi, the Holy Spirit departed from Israel. And we would all agree with that. Those were the dark years. I believe that we should reject any other writings after this time as inspired scripture until we get to the 27 new covenant inspired texts. This is what Yahushua taught us and this is what I want to show you. 
Turn with me to Luke chapter 24, verse 24. And I'll take a sip from our sponsor today, south of the border. Yahushua didn't recognize the Apocrypha as Scripture. Luke 24, verse 44. These are my words which I spake unto you while I was yet with you, that all things must needs to be fulfilled which are written in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms concerning me. This exactly... Right here, this is exactly the same phrase that the Jewish writers used to refer to the Tanakh, the Old Testament, which we just learned referred to what? The Law of Moses, five books, the Prophets, 13 books, and the Psalms, four books, the 22 count, which we have decided... Through our correlation, the 22 matches our 39. So Yahushua has ordained the 39 Old Testament count. Because he ordained the 22 right here by referencing exactly what Josephus said. Does that make sense? Okay, but there's more. Yahushua endorsed the view that the Jews had on the count of the 22 as being correct. It's plain and clear. He endorsed the 22 slash 39 count. Because we've got 39. But we've just corresponded the 39 with the 22. Yahushua endorsed the canon. You see, so yeah, Matthew, in, Matthew believes in the canon. And people will have a knee-jerk reaction. Oh, Matthew's a Protestant plant. Matthew didn't say he believed in the rule and measurement of a bunch of churchmen. Matthew didn't say that he believed in the rule and measurement and standard of a bunch of funky monks. I just told you I believe in the canon. The rule, the measurement, and the standard set forth by Yahushua the Messiah his right ruling is what I believe is Yah-breathed scripture that is then backed up by an historical source, Josephus. But there's more because a matter must be established on the testimony of at least two. Matthew 23, verse 35. I'm having a great time, so I'm going to sit down because this is a relief to me from all you little trolls out there. Now, I don't know why, but I, you know, I say, if you like this teaching, if you like this teaching, give us a thumbs up. If you don't like this teaching, then why are you still watching? Because you hate watching. I know there's some of you out there that literally are hate watching just so that you can do the thumbs down. You know, people are like that. So I'm just going to watch. I hate him, but I'm just going to watch. See, because you're enthralled. That upon you, Matthew 23, verse 35, calm the Henry down, my wife is saying to me. Matthew 23, verse 35, that upon you, he's now talking about the Pharisees, may come all the righteous blood shed on the earth. Now he's going to give you 
a clue. From the blood of Abel, the righteous, unto the blood of Zechariah, son of Barachiah, whom ye slew between the sanctuary and the altar. Yahushua is again showing us the canon. His divine ruler, measurement of what is scripture. From the time of Abel is what? That's the book of Bereshit. That's the book of Genesis. So he's saying, look, look at the canon. From the time of Genesis, the slaying of Abel, to the slaying of Zechariah, which was recorded in Chronicles, which chronologically is the time of Malachi the prophet, as we have the 66 or the 39 in the Old Testament laid out today. So Yahushua is saying, from the beginning to the end of the inspired Yah-breathed word in the Tanakh, from the time of Genesis to the time of Malachi, because Chronicles records the slaying of Zechariah, which chronologically is the time of Malachi. Do you see it? I see it. It's okay if you don't see it. Because I am for sure and for certain into the canon of Yahushua. Yahushua recognized as scripture from Genesis to the time of Malachi, which excludes the Apocrypha, which excludes the Dead Sea Scrolls, which excludes Enoch, which excludes Jubilees. Plainly, the Apocrypha shows itself to be uninspired. It's that simple. It never claims inspiration. On the contrary, it asks its writers this. Pardon if we seem to fail in interpretation and the writing of phrases. If that was in the beginning of my Bible, it wouldn't give me pause for much confidence. That is in the prologue of Ecclesiasticus in the Apocrypha. Quote, Pardon if we seem to fail in interpretation and the writing of phrases. They don't acknowledge inspiration. And Yahushua certainly didn't acknowledge the Apocrypha's inspiration. Beware of the League of Demons. The Jesuits are in league with the synagogue of Satan, and they are in league to try and undermine what is Yah-breathed scripture. Yah-breathed scripture is the 39 books in the Tanakh. The 22 count of the Jews equals the 39 count we have today. And, of course, the New Testament inspired writings of 27 books for a total of 66. I hope that I explain that succinctly. And that's where I'll pause this week because there's a lot of information for us to ponder there. What is Yah-breathed and what is not? I have no problem reading the Apocrypha, but it is a separate work to my daily carry. This is inspired, not the footnotes, but the text. And I believe 
that Yahweh wants us to know in these days how to test the spirits. Because there's a lot of liars out there. There's even more lunatics. And there's just hordes of demons that deny the way, the truth, and the life. Questions, comments. Don't hate me. Okay, we have a question online. Is your mic on? Mic's on. She says, so what organization sanctioned the canon? Yahusha sanctioned the 22 count. Yahusha sanctioned it. Now, in our Old Testament, we've reshuffled the scrolls to a number of 39 but that is the 22 the canon the 66 books of the bible are authorized by yahusha because the tanakh the old testament is a 22 slash 39 count and i believe that the writings that came at the time of yahusha and after his subsequent resurrection in the new covenant, the Brit Hadashah, it's a brand new covenant, our divine Yah-breathed inspired scripture because it is written so. I hope that answers that. So the canon of Yahusha, the measuring according to Yahusha's standard and the historical accuracy of that is what's important. Okay, another online question. What about Ellen G. White and the Seventh-day Adventists? Excellent question. She's either a liar, a lunatic in league with demons, or she's telling the truth. Ellen G. White does not acknowledge the full clarity of the person of Yahusha the Messiah. She diminishes his personage. So therefore, she is one, two, or three, or all three. I believe that she was one and three. A liar in league with demonic spirits. It's a simple test, isn't it? So easy. Because quite honestly, it troubles me that every day I walk to work, I have to walk past these... The Jehovah Witnesses have got extremely organized and infiltrated our city in the past two years. And I've already had a go at them and a bang at them. And it did no good that they packed up their trash and went over the other side of the road. So I've already had a bang at him and it didn't work and now I'm just like, oh, there he is, there he is, you know. So it does bother me, I've got to tell you. But now that I've really succinctly broke it down in my mind, because I had to really think this through, because I knew they were lying lunatics and full of demons, but I didn't break it down one, two, three, because they denied four. And I like simplicity and nice organizational stuff like that. So now I can just be like, yeah, 
They, they don't qualify for number four, so I am assured that I'm just going to say they're all three. There you go. Okay, next question. Doesn't Revelation chapter 22 vindicate that some will try to both add and take away from Scripture? Yes, it does. It does. So we shouldn't take away from the 2239 count, but we have to acknowledge that the writings of the... Well, I hope you acknowledge, I acknowledge, and this is a question those that don't acknowledge the New Testament or the Brit Hadashah as scripture, then they have disqualified themselves from number four. And they are number one, liars. Yes. Hey, next question. Why did Jude and Peter quote from Enoch if it wasn't relative? That is a huge, a huge leap that that person has taken. Who says they quoted from Enoch? doesn't say that. You are um, speculating that they quoted from Enoch. It's just as plausible that they could be quoting from a common historical source that was in circulation during the time that quoted from Enoch. Speculation is not truth. It's speculative. Speculative theory. Just because the Bible mentions Jasher doesn't make Jasher scripture. There were many, many common documents in circulation that referenced apocryphal works. But that didn't mean that the apocryphal work is in the scripture. So I believe that Jude and Peter are referencing a common source document that referenced Enoch. That is just as plausible as what that person suggested. But people aren't, 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 aren't using the equal weights and measures. It's all speculation. Not, not to hammer on that person. I love the question, by the way. It's a great question. But we, we've got to also think of other responses. Okay. Put me on the main camera, could you? And I can sit down. Yes. Okay, we have someone who tuned in a little bit later, and she asks, what were the four questions we're supposed to ask to see if these things are so? Yes, great. So the, four, the, the, the way I phrase it is that when we come across a person, when we come across a cult, um, when we kind of come across somebody trying to peddle something, they are either a liar, a lunatic, or communing with demons, or they're telling us the truth. So the first thing to do is not to go after them as a liar, a lunatic, or a demon. They could be telling us the truth. I like to give people the benefit of the doubt. So I will ask them, who is the way, the truth, and the life? Does Yahusha give us that example? Peter, who do you say I am? And Peter answers the truth, and he said, Man did not reveal this to you, but my Father in heaven. Who do you say I am? I say you are the Son of the living Elohim. Boom. Peter's telling the truth. 
right? He is not communing with demons. He is not a lunatic, and Peter is not a liar. Now, did he have some troubles later on? Yes, for sure, but he repented and came back and was amazing. So again, so how do we rule if somebody is telling us the truth? It is all about the personage of Yahushua. Who do they say Yahushua is? If they say, oh, I think Yahushua, you know, I think he was a great prophet. That's not an option, because he didn't give you that option. He said he was the son of the living Yah. So either he is the son of the living Yah that came in the flesh and walked amongst us, he is divine, or Yahushua, like C.S. Lewis said, Yahushua is worse. He is either a liar, a lunatic, or a demon. Or he is the son of the living Yah. But he can't just be, oh, he's a great teacher. He didn't give you room for that because he claimed that he was the son of the living Yah. You can't say Yahushua was a great teacher. You can't say that Yahushua was a great prophet. Muhammad says that Yahushua was a prophet. Many of these cults say Yahushua was a great teacher. Oh, he was a holy man. That is not an option. He didn't give you that option. He said he was the son of the living Yah. That's the only option you get. Otherwise, you are a liar, a lunatic, or you're cohabiting with genies, Muhammad. There we go. 1 John chapter 2, verse 22 is a good one right there. Okay, this is a two-part question. Do you believe that new revelations can be given today from Yahuwah? And if so, can you explain in a practical way how to discern between them? I believe that there is no more written new revelation, that all revelation that we get today is going to be founded on chapter and verse within the Holy Scripture of the 66 books. Okay, we have, have another question here. How do we trust the men who put our Bibles together? We don't. We don't trust the men that put any Bibles together. We trust Yahushua's measurement of the 22, which is the 39, which then we then trust the inspiration of the New Testament because it is a Brit Hadashah, a new covenant as it is written in the scriptures. Peter tells us that Paul's words are scripture, Yah breathed. So I believe, like I said, very clearly in the 66 books as Yah breathed, scripture alone. 39 in the Old Testament, 22 if you want to go with the Jewish count, and 27 in the Brit Hadashah, New Testament. Nothing more, nothing less. Yes. Next question. Will you please list the source where you learned about those Essenes, who they were, and why they were heretics? Don't think we mentioned any Essenes today in the teaching. Okay. Any questions in-house? Any questions in yes. really not a question, but <clears throat> when I first came into this teaching and I began to realize the difference between the law and the covenant and the fact that it's not renewed, but it's new, 
I was, and then I began to realize that some of the translation or the transliteration or the exegesis or whatever was not clear. For four months, I couldn't read anything in the Bible. And it took me that long to really feel like I could come so I know what this person is saying. How can we trust any scripture? And I'm still working a little bit on that. But I want to say yes, I understand that very much. Well, I'll give you more. This is part one of three. So we're going to get further into this and give you more clarification. Because, you know, I'm having a little bit of fun today. You can see. I get a little bit salty, but that's just my personality. Okay? I love the questions out there. Great questions. But the thing is, the conspiracy isn't that the 14 books were removed. The conspiracy is they're trying to get them back in. The conspiracy is that they were in unquestioned for 15, over 1,500 years. And praise Yah that they were removed from the scripture, for it was good reason. According to the count of Josephus and testified by Yahusha in two places that the 22 count is correct, which equals our 39, plus the divine inspiration of the Brit Hadashah. And I believe the New Testament is inspired in its original autograph. Now, are translations inspired? For sure and for certain not. The original autograph, yes, but we have over 5,000 manuscripts that are at 97% accurate of one another, that the 3%, it's even less than 3%, that are a squabble. But um, Westcott and Hort, the manuscripts that they brought forth, well, they were liars that cohabited with demons. I don't believe in Westcott and Hort and their idea and translations. They were in the occult. As original. Now, when I was a boy at boarding school, did I try the communion of the saints? Do I know what Westcott and Hort were up to? Of course I do. I was, went to boarding school at Florence Nightingale's home. What do you think we did at night when we were supposed to be all tucked up in our beds? It was a challenge. You'd go down into the chapel and commune with the saints. It was, I was terrified. That's what we do. So I know that demons are real. We used to do this thing of going down into the chapel at night to commune with the saints. This is a common English thing. Westcott and Hort didn't pull this out of the hat. This is English culture, boarding school culture, spooking each other out with the communion of the saints. Then they used to take us on a tour through the wild gardens to see who could make it up to Nightingale Bench at the top of the wild gardens to commune with Florence Nightingale, a dead saint. I never made it up there. I always chickened out. I mean, it was terrifying. Now I'm really disturbing my wife. Sorry, yes, question. Using Josephus as one of your sources, and there's some question about his veracity in situations. What do you think? 
Well, there is. There definitely is. But as far as a historian of and to counting on some of the um, goings on at the time of Yahusha, I think that we can trust when it matches up with Yahusha's words when he says, We the Jews are not like the Greeks with their multitude of books and their multitude of scrolls. We adhere to 22 books, which are the five books of Moses, and he goes on to explain what the 22. I don't think that's one of those things that I would go, oh my goodness, we've got a problem with Josephus. Yes, yes. I think, yeah, I mean, I've got, again, I've got Josephus's writings at home, but it's not scripture. I don't have a problem with reading it. I've got the Apocrypha at home, the Dead Sea Scrolls at home, Enoch, Jubilees, all of that. But don't convince me that it's yar breathed. It's got so many inaccuracies and errors. And we'll get into those next week with part two of Liars, Lunatics, and Demons. Remember to subscribe us to us online and give us some thumbs up. And if you've been hate-watching, you made it all the way to the end, so you're enthralled. So give us some thumbs up anyway. Shabbat shalom, and we'll catch you next Sabbath, y'all willing.